the paper itself, because it's got a very, very slightly raised surface, if you know what I mean, you tend to get the sense of realism from it. Mm. Where if you used a flat paper, you don't get that. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Stevie. How are you? I'm pretty well. Yeah, I'm keeping well. Keeping Good. fit. Good. Good. We're approaching the end of the summer now. Um, mm. Sort of busy time for everyone over this period of going away and yeah. uh, taking advantage of the holidays and everything. Well, we've had a really good run, haven't we, this year so far. Weather's been great, and uh, all the events down in Broadstairs, where there's been a lot of them, uh, have been really, really well received. And uh, the sun has shone at the right time, Mm. which is unusual these days in Britain, but it it has this year. It's been great, fantastic, smashing folk week. It was lovely, record figures. And uh, we had the... uh, Water gala here last Wednesday, when it was blistering hot anyway, and uh, it was really, really good. Mm. And uh, again, record figures. I've never seen the town so busy, but it's not. It's getting back to sort of normality a bit now. Yeah, I expect people of of uh, getting back into the swing of things, and kids will be going back to school soon. And that's right. Uh, you know, people will be returning back to work if they've been away and things like that. So it's. Uh, it's been a really nice, I agree with you, it has been a really, really lovely summer. Mm, and mm. Uh, and uh, I think, judging by the interactions we're having with people, people are uh, sort of turning their attention back to their artwork. Ah, oh, quite right too. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we want to hear and see. <laughs> uh, so this week we're going to hear from you guys and I'm going to read out some of your emails. First one comes from Ellie in Russia and she says, Hello Colin, my name is Ellie. I am a cardiologist and I enjoy drawing in my free time. I just wanted to say how grateful I am. You are the very best teacher I could ever imagine. All of your works are so awesome. They're just unbelievable things of a true beauty. Thank you for showing them. They are amazingly inspiring. I tried to draw a kitten and your video helped a lot. Uh, Well, anyway, you can see my attempt attached. And thank you. Thank you so much. You are my inspiration, Ellie. Yeah, isn't that nice? And uh, Ellie's sent her picture. Yes, I have seen it. You saw it. Really good. Really, really good adaptation. Um, She's done really well, sort of just took your picture and modified it just a bit, and um, it looked really great. I was very impressed. Well, that's exactly what I want people to do, put their own stamp on it. Gosh, how many times have I said that? Mm. But it's exactly right. Follow Follow the rules, follow the techniques, and that helps you along to produce your own individual work, which is great. And it does look very interesting. I think she's going to be very, very good mm. looking at the looking at the picture. She's got everything going for her. Mm. And, uh, it's wonderful. Ni- it's nice. It's, to- I, yeah, uh, from Russia too. That I was, was going to say that it's really nice to nice to hear from where where people are when they mm. when they email us mm. where they pe- where people are from. Absolutely wonderful, brilliant. Uh, the next one comes from mike dear colin thank you for the free kitten course and i've included my effort with this email 
Unfortunately, I don't have the same pastels as you do, but I did the best I could. I'd like to take this opportunity to say how much I have enjoyed your tuition ever since I came across you and your work on the SAA channel some time ago. I was pleasantly surprised when I discovered your website and will be joining as soon as I can. Thanks again for all your hard work, both of you and Steve, put into the website and your podcast and, of course, for your inspiration. There's a pattern here. (laughs) There is, isn't there? (laughs) Yes. Well... Exactly, isn't it wonderful? The inspiration is a wonderful word, that. And it, it crosses all cultures, all um, different artistic and creative work uh, across the board. Whatever you're doing, music, um, artwork, craft, mm. everything. And inspiration is a wonderful word. Yeah. And I'm really, really pleased people are using it in... in uh, for, in a application to us, yes. which is exactly what I set out to do, mm. or we set out to do. Mm. Absolutely, um, and obviously, Dave, Dave's done a really good job. Uh, sorry, Mike's done a really good job, um, especially as he didn't have the Faber Castell mm. uh, Pipas mm. pencils. But it goes to show you don't need to have those to do a good job, no, and you can still no. use uh, mm. any any brand. Absolutely, no. Again, it goes again um, with what I was saying, you know, putting your own stamp, doing your own thing. When you have somebody or some organization like us, it gives you starting points, doesn't it? And that's what we need to do. When we flounder, we want to do something, not quite sure how to do it. And then we settle on it and think, well, yeah, but where do I go? Where do I begin? Where do I start? My blank bit of paper, I've got some pencils. Now, where do I begin? So what we do, in fact, is put people uh, on the right course. Say this is this is this is where you start, and then once they get that uh, sort of inspired um, feeling, they're away. Mm. And as we see, the, the results speak for themselves. Mm. Absolutely. And Mike mentions the SAA channel. We haven't really spoken about the SAA. Do you want to just give the listeners, especially our overseas listeners, an idea of what the SAA is in the mm. UK? I will, yes. A uh, very, very brief history. It started out, uh, the society, uh, it wasn't Society of All Artists, it is now. SAA means scientists, scientists, nothing to do with scientists at all. <laughs> society of All Artists. But it used to be Society of Amateur Artists. That's how it actually started off. It was started off in conjunction with Orwin Crawshaw, um, a, a very, very well-known watercolour artist many, many, many years ago. And then uh, he got together with Teaching Art, who was another establishment, and uh, they then produced the Society of All Artists, and uh, Teaching Art is really, really well-known. So that's the organisation behind it. And they do a lot of good work. I've worked with them closely for 20-odd years now uh, and produced quite a few videos initially with, and went to their... Uh, I demonstrated for them. and uh, So I've had a, a, an association, but they've done a great job in the marketplace. And they still are. I say they have. They are still doing it. They have a, a show... Uh, every year, a couple of shows, I think, now around the country, uh, which, again, is inspired mm. and inspires uh, other artists to take it up. You be- you can become a member. You don't have to be a member to to see their, um, to have their uh, 
literature or buy the products, but being a member entitles you to a, a monthly magazine, which comes out. Uh, mm. I'm also a panel member of the SAA, which is uh, there's quite a few of us now around who every now and again, if a customer of theirs asks a particular question, in my case, it'd be related to pastel pencil, it's forwarded on to me and then I can then uh, reply to them. Mm. And I've also got a, a gallery on their website, which mm. is probably where most of the people come from, you know, mm. or see. Mm. And, uh, so but we, 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 we broke off from the SAA some while ago when we started our own uh, organization, you know, here and the, the shop. So we still, every, every now and again, we have a link up with them, but uh, we're basically on our different courses now. Mm. Mm. Well, if people want more information about the SAA, especially in this country, if you want to join, I'm not sure if it's limited to the UK. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. They've got... No, no, it's not, Steve. No, no. The worldwide? No. Yeah, yeah. I know we know this because a lot of my videos, um, because the royalties that come back to to us or to me through the SAA selling videos, sell them abroad. I know that because they're they're um, particularly in America, and I'm pretty sure they do in Australasia around that area too. Right. I don't know whether they are translated into other languages. I don't think so. Right. If you go to the SAA. Uh, sorry, www.saa.co.uk. That's their website. Just if mm. anyone's listening and wants to know a bit more, I'm sure you could Google them anyway, but that's how you get straight to their website. It's a good opportunity to mention them. I don't think we've ever mentioned them before on the, on the oh, podcast. No. Good. Good. Glad okay. you did. Okay, great. Thanks, Mike. Next one comes from Ricky. Hi, Colin. Do you use smaller paper or cut your paper? As when you do backgrounds, I seem to have more... Uh, to more to fill in than you <laughs> and my picture looks smaller on the paper thanks ricky mm. right um well there's two ways of looking at this when you see me do a picture i've already worked out in advance how much background i'm going to be using let's say it's an animal for instance um i, I work out how much background is going to be new so when i trim the paper i trim and i do cut the paper or trim it to the size that I want the image to be, plus usually about a half or to one centimeter all the way round, so that when I put the tape on, it covers the or exposes the paper that I need or want to uh, use for the image. Um, but that's not easy to do when you're starting out. So what? probably is a better route is to make it slightly bigger than you think you're going to do when you decide on your line drawing or put your line drawing on make it slightly bigger uh, so that when you've finished the picture you can then cut that down either with a mount uh, it's probably not like a, good, a good idea to actually cut the picture but you can trim it so that the mount exposes just the, the uh, amount of image you want Mm. And you know, bringing in the background that way, because if you if you're not familiar as I am with it, then you could end up by making the image perhaps too big and not enough background, and you can't add it on afterwards. You can trim it, but you can't make it bigger. So I think this is the problem that people, when they're starting out, would do. Most of the time, when you get the line drawing from us, 
I've already given you a certain amount of background that you can play with. Otherwise, you can either you know, use it as it is, or you can uh, you know, cut it down if you wish. But it, it's something that you, I would say err on the side of caution when you're starting off. Make the image uh, that you want slightly bigger than you think you're going to need, and then uh, cut it at the end, or trim it down at the end. But right. it does raise, though, another problem, because if you've got a background, then you're going to have to fill it up. Mm. See what I mean? You can't, you, unless you do a vignette, which is where you expose paper or leave exposed paper there, mm. uh, then you're going to, and that looks odd, really. It's better to have to go right up to the masking tape have or ever, any tape that you use. Have you ever done a, a vignette with one of your pictures? Well, um, I, I used to do it with watercolour because if you have uh, a faded edge with watercolour, you can get away with the white paper showing. The problem with pastel pencils, if you were to do that with the pastel pencil, you'd have the sand-coloured paper showing. That wouldn't be acceptable. wouldn't be as good. So, I mean, you could still do it because you could, I suppose you could white, you could put a, a lighter pastel uh, around it and, and you know what a vignette is it's, it, it fades it fades away you don't have uh, it close tight to the image I don't know whether that actually works that well though I, I, having said it I don't think I would recommend anybody doing it right okay. but it, it, it's uh, it, it was very popular in the days when they did uh, engravings for instance you used to see a lot of engravings that just had the engraving, that's the black uh, ink engraving, fading away around the edges, either in a, a circle or, um, you know, a, a sort of square come circle. Mm. With, and that was, that's, that was very attractive. And I sold a great many of those when I first started the gallery off, as uh, we called them antiquarian prints then. Right. But it, it won't work. It doesn't work really well with colour that much, I don't think. No, it's uh, it, it would look a bit rough, wouldn't it? As in sketchy, mm-hmm. yeah, rather than complete. Yes, it, it's the edge that is the problem. You know, if when I used to do it with... Um, when I used to colour the vignettes of the engravings, because I used to hang colour them, because they looked... I don't know whether they look better. They were kind of more acceptable then rather than just leaving them as a black and white etching. And I used to colour them and I used to put a watercolour wash on and then fade the outside and just fade it away. Um, But it wasn't easy to do. But that's how I used to do that. Mm. But I think it looks a little bit unfinished, to be honest. Yeah. 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 So in answer to Ricky's question, you do cut the paper down. You, you don't use smaller paper. You just cut down your A4 sheet to what kind of size on average are your pictures? Oh, well, just lately, they've kind of been A5 or slightly larger than A5. I've done a couple of A4s where, with a landscape. I did one recently with a landscape, which was A4. Uh, but the reason I do that with mine is is simply a question of um, easier for the camera because the camera has to focus um, 
on my work and I find it easier to have a smaller reference area rather than a larger reference area. Otherwise, I could keep moving the camera mm. backwards and forwards. So that's the reason I do it. Mm. But generally speaking, when I produce a line drawing of my picture that I've just done, I usually enlarge it slightly so that it's, it's easier. Because the smaller the picture, the tighter the detail, generally. Mm. And that some kind Trickier. of can be awkward, especially if people are starting out. Mm. I, I think what I tend to do with pictures is, uh, when you see the line drawing, or the size of the line drawing, if you print it off on your printer, that's usually the size I recommend you do it. But you can always reduce it, and you can enlarge it. You can do what you like, really, when you get the line drawing with your computers nowadays. You can mm-hmm. make them bigger. Mm. But I think, as a, as, a, as a rule of thumb, A4 is the largest I generally recommend. And, uh, again, I wouldn't go much below A5. Right. Simply because it makes it more difficult from the detail point mm. of view. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good answer. Thanks, Ricky, for for that question the next one comes from Teresa. hi colin can you tell me how you get such good coverage from your pencils especially the white mine are worn down in no time and i can't seem to blend them as well as you many thanks Teresa. right well first of all let me tell you that that's probably experience i know when i'm putting a a, a color on now i've had mountains amount of experience of putting that color on the paper i don't waste anything as you know um, I even use the dust. I don't blow that away unless it's uh, in my advantage to do so. I tend to use that too. And I get a really good coverage uh, with my pencil because of that reason. It's just experience, that's all. When you're starting out with anything, you tend to be waste. You tend to waste it, don't you? Mm. Um, but as far as coverage is concerned, uh, one of the problems you have when you're using the ongre paper which i always recommend you use is that it tends to you tend to have to fight the tooth to a certain extent you know you've seen me do that where you 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 put the color on and and, and you've got the tooth of the paper still showing or the paper beneath still showing through so you have to fill that in and i usually tell people immediately when i start this process don't press hard because if you press hard you can start crushing that paper which causes the shine that I'm sure a lot of people have found. So what you do there is you just do it to a certain extent until you get it uh, a good coverage. I usually say, especially if it was a sky for instance, when you're using white and you're putting a sky in, you do it to the point where the dust starts to appear. Once that happens you can use your finger to rub it in. Um, I usually recommend that rather than a a um, blender but mm. that is probably the biggest thing you're going to be doing or a background if you're going to do a background with one of the, the light greys or a pink or an ivory for instance that's another area where you've got to do a little bit of fighting with the background but it's worth it because if you use a smoother paper you're not going to get the same effect so the on grey paper will always give you the best uh, possible a result because it absorbs more pastel it, it's the tooth can absorb more mm, n- it, well i suppose that's true but it, that's not really the, 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 the reason i do it it's because the the paper itself because it's got a very very f- 
slightly raised surface, if you know what I mean. You tend to get the sense of realism from it. Mm. Where if you used a flat paper, you don't get that. People with that use pastel mat, which I'm not knocking, don't think I am, I'm not knocking it, that's got a smoother surface and it gives a more velvety look to it. Now, if that's what you want, then that's absolutely fine. That's what you should go for. I personally don't like that. I prefer the tooth, which, although it's more difficult perhaps to work, you get a, in my opinion, or I get a better image that I prefer. So this is why I stick to it. Mm. But so it doesn't necessarily absorb ball. It, it just, uh, the tooth gives you a different there effect. And is there, but it does cause the pastel pencils a little bit of a problem when you first start off. Because it, it's going to take more pastel mm. pencil. It takes more effort to put it in there. Yeah. And get it on. And you can be, when you're doing, you think, oh, yeah, my pencil's wearing down. <laughs> but we did a survey, um, and I, I did actually a blog on this. Uh, many, many years ago, I actually worked out that you use less than three, uh, three quarters of a pencil when you produce an average size picture, say an A5. Uh, no, it's not a A4 picture. Uh, it, it, a, a, less than three quarters of one pencil which is about one pound twenty something like that in terms of uh, uk uh, money so that's how much the picture costs you yeah which isn't a lot is it it's not bad <laughs> you know i'm putting all the pencil together you know if you if you could collect all the dust then put it all in one pencil that's how that's it would be less than that and, I, and that, when i say less than that it could be considerably less than that if it was A5, it would lose maybe a third of a pencil or even a quarter of a pencil. You don't use a lot. You think you do, but you're not. It's pretty economical then compared to you know, other mediums where I'm just yeah. thought of just thought of watercolour tubes. You know, if you're using tube yes. paints or something like that, yeah. you're I not quite sure how much you're going to use, are you? No, I think watercolour would be the most economical of all, to be honest, because unless you're using tubes, if you're using tubes and squeezing... Uh, paint onto uh, your palette then that's very wasteful and you certainly would use more if you're using pans you tend to use less uh, then I would say that mm. that's probably more economical acrylic isn't because acrylic you have to squeeze again you have to squeeze tube and whatever is left on the palette at the end of the day it can't be it can't be used again it goes hard and mm. oil again you that's a very expensive medium, a very wasteful medium. Mm. You've only got to look at somebody's oil palette at the end of their picture, and it's just a whole load. You could scrape it all up and stick it in a tube, and it would be a complete tube, and that's very expensive. Mm. So I think, yes, pencils generally are pretty good. I mean, I've certainly never had any complaints uh, from anybody saying, well, I mean, these pencils are, you know... Wearing thin, uh, yeah, wearing down. Yeah, well... Well, they do wear down. I mean, obviously they do. It's a pastel. It's a pastel stick. You know, a little pastel stick in a pencil form. It's bound to wear down. Mm. But uh, I, I, I think that uh, I can understand where it's coming from. When you see all that pastel going down, you think, well, oh, this pencil's going quickly. And, uh, and the white, of course, which is the one that you notice more because it's the one that's used most. Mm. Yeah, of course. So I hope that answers your question. Perhaps not not completely satisfactory answer. But... <laughs> It's, it's always well, it's, worked for me. It's yeah. I mean, all you can do is draw from your own experience. It's impossible to mm. tell, isn't it? But mm. um, as you say, experience is probably the key thing to that. I think so. Yeah. 
I would say I waste birching nil. Some when I had um, the carbothella pencil, I used to use those. I found that that was a bit wasteful, and the reason being that the carbothella pencil, uh, you could you could actually break the lead easier than you can with the um, uh, pit pastel uh, pencils. And of course, when that leg breaks, you're then wasting wasting it because you have to resharpen it. So you've lost about a quarter of an inch or more, sometimes half an inch, of of your pencil. You've actually sharpened away. Mm. But the pit pastel pencils that I use are very very rare that 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 happens. Very rare that you break anything. Mm. Okay, good. Thanks, Teresa, for sending in that question. Um, before we sign off this week, I just thought I'd mention there is uh, a very rare occasion, a uh, special occasion coming up where, Dad, you're going to be doing a demonstration um, in a local hobby craft store on the 13th of September, which is a Sunday. It's a rare appearance, one-off special <laughs> Um, uh, special demonstration that you're just going to be demonstrating how to use the pastel pencils to their customers. So if anyone is in the, in the Broadstairs area or is in Kent, perhaps wants to come and visit and say hello, it'd be, be nice. I'm sure dad, you'd be, uh, you'd love to meet anyone that is, uh, available that could get to you uh, Absolutely. in Broadstairs, any of mm. people in, in Kent perhaps, or, or Southeast Kent that are local, mm. um, perhaps want to pop into the Hobbycraft store at Westwood Cross, on the 13th of September. That's a Sunday at 12. Unfortunately, Dad, I found out I can't make it, so I won't oh, be there. Oh, right. Don't but worry. you'll be there, and um, we'll get some pictures of you there demonstrating. Yes, we'll yes, people... well, we'll get some pictures, and maybe we can get shoot a little video or something. We, we'll, we'll, try to, we'll try to record some of the comments and yeah, the, it... the, for the day. It's just one thing that... It was just a spare-of-the-moment thing. I saw Dad in the window, and I went in and said... You know what's this about? Told me. Oh, well, okay. it's 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 only just up the road from where I live, so it wasn't going to be. And they were going to supply the easel, and they were going to supply the chair, so I didn't have to carry anything except my pencils under my arm. So I thought, okay, well, that's that. that I can I can fit that in. I thought it would just keep my hand in. You know? Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. It would be nice as well if anyone new to meet you, but also any of our existing listeners or members that are local that like to come along more yes. than welcome to i must admit this time it's, it's more for me than anything else i just fancy you know doing a little bit of live demonstrating mm, why not why yeah not? and i i don't have to go very far for it because i won't do that now no no i won't i won't do that anymore no it's it's, it's that that's uh i prefer doing what i do to be honest uh, the video work is uh, mm. is perfect mm. and uh but uh, it's, it'd be nice yeah so great just want to let people know about that. And um, next week we'll be talking about a, a new new subject that's coming to the members. So uh, members, stay tuned for uh, a new project coming your way in the next week. Great, great. Okay. Look forward to seeing it. Excellent. I never know what it's going to be, folks. I know, I don't, I don't say. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't until tell you. It, until until it comes. Oh, I might not oh. tell you until... Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I have to tell you before that because I need to publish it. Anyway, yes. Sounds right. good. Okay, so uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. 
For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 